Starting us off, that was Udi Davidi with Yisma Hatanim. Welcome back to Kiddush Club, the podcast where we bring you some news, some entertainment. We bring you the hawk. I have to start this this episode by again telling all of our listeners out there how much we appreciate your feedback, uh, the emails, the Twitter messages, the DMs. Uh, we get the, the the reviews on Apple podcasts. Yes. We love it. It keeps us going. If you're enjoying, that means we're enjoying and we're doing a good job. So keep it coming. You know you can email us at hot at kiddishclubpodcast.com. So keep them coming, people. We love it. I love how you, you said that at the beginning of the podcast because now people can't like just stop at the end and they hear you go, that's all the time we have. And then they just hit, you know, stop. Well, they go to their next podcast. Now you you got in their face with the email. Yes. I like it. Yes. I like yes. it. Let them know how to reach us. I mean, I want to be reached. You know what I'm saying? You're lonely. I got it. Totally got yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. If that's what does it for me, what's it to you? Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm with you. Um, a little bit later in our show, we're going to be bringing in a special guest. Uh, his name's Adam Goldschmidt, and he is a resident expert in all things alcoholic beverages so that means how did he, knows he just everything. get promoted i mean we just had one session with him just got promoted <laughs> to resident expert well i don't know there was no competition there's no competition he knows everything there is to know about wine he knows everything to know about a beer spirits he, i have to say he came off as super knowledgeable yes he's super knowledgeable but there might be somebody out there that has you know better expertise we'll bring them on if they yeah. if they if they you know if they feel like they have a better knowledge we'll be happy to bring them on let us know reach out and you'll be our next special guest but uh before we do that i think we have to talk a little bit about the news of uh and of course we have to begin by talking a little about the tragedy of yeah i mean there's nothing to say about it i mean 45 people trampled lost their lives tens and tens of almanus yusaymim uh, kids in the mix. I mean, nobody needs to be informed of the story. It's It was uh, national news, worldwide news, actually. And it's interesting to me because it's not something that's so rare when it comes to that type of an episode. I mean, I think I, I saw in the news, just because I was looking up that kind of, you know, you, you have these episodes and they occur in the world. And interestingly, a month prior, I don't remember where it was, somewhere else in the world, where the same amount of people, 45 people, trampled to death. And you didn't hear about it. You didn't hear about it. It wasn't worldwide news, certainly not national news from another country. So the impact here, for some reason, it was so high profile that it actually it made national news, made worldwide headlines. So, yeah, I mean, this is the type of thing that we see happen all over the world. And when it hits close to home, you're just completely unprepared for it. And you just never believe that something like that is going to happen to your own, you know, your own people. And uh, it was like it was like a, a gut a gut shot. It was like a, no, it was it was really like a knife to the heart, you know. And and the more of the of that you saw in the videos, it, it's just it, it's not to be believed, and it's not anything that we could process. And I think it, we have to add it to the things that we really just have to fall back on our own emuna and, and know that. There's a greater good here that we don't know. And, uh, and we'll never know. We'll never and know. We'll it. never know. And it's just, it, like you said, I think everybody had a broken heart when you hear the news and you see. And, and in today's day, it's like you're there. So many WhatsApp messages, so many videos. You, it's like you're at the scene. So this is not like it was even 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you didn't have this type of circulation of 
videos on uh, of, of what's actually happening at the scene. And today, it's like you're there. So yeah, yeah. It's, everybody's it's, everybody has a phone on them. So you're seeing right. video like directly from from like within. I, I don't even want to talk about these. I'm not going to describe some of the things I saw because it's disturbing. Uh, and the fact that it's people that, I mean, I think everyone knows someone who was Nifter in, in I think Isn't that crazy. That nuts. is absolutely nuts. Cause everybody does. I mean, everybody I yeah. know, everyone's yes. like, Oh yes, I know my cousin, yes. nephew, my this, my that, my friends, my neighbor. So it's really hard for us to go into a lighthearted podcast on the heels of this horrifying tragedy. But I think, you know, we, that's what you came for. So I think we, we have to. Uh, boil it down to at this point the, the best thing any of us could do is take one of the organizations that are helping the widows and orphans and widowers and just the people who are, are suffering from it i think it might be a good idea for us to tweet some of the organizations that are out there we may put it in, in some of our descriptions like on youtube etc take a moment put us on pause go and donate some money um, our link will be verified but be weary because whenever there's a tragedy of this magnitude all the scammers try to, to hop on that bandwagon and try to get your money. Uh, there's a lot of fraud out there. I've heard stories specifically with the Muron disaster where, you know, the funds are not getting to the victims, whatever. It's a complete fraud. So make sure your link is verified or use our link. But it's 100% of that money goes straight to the victims. So at Agreed. least you can feel part of that, part of the, the movement to help. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, let's move on to some of the big stories of the day. Uh, I think leading us off is that Facebook's oversight committee has upheld the ban on our 45th president, Donald J. Trump. He is banned indefinitely from Facebook and it will continue. The truth is, I saw news yesterday that said that they're going to let him back on. And then uh, I searched it and yeah, they the oversight committee or the oversight board over at Facebook was like, no. They weren't having any of it, and they upheld their ban on his uh, on his page. So that's the end of that. Well, no, that's not the end, because if you go to DonaldJTrump.com slash desk, apparently Donald J. Trump has launched his own social media platform. But I, I use the term social media very loosely because it's not actually a social media platform. It's basically Twitter with just him. He just I mean, tweets. It's not Twitter. It's just basically <laughs> just a tweets. blog. <laughs> yes. Wait, it's basically the Donald J. Trump blog. Like, come and yes. read what I have to say. And it's, just, it's, it's, it's <laughs> nowhere near as fun when when you can't write something back or at least, at least read the reactions of people. Yes. You know, you want to type out a real zinger to the president, even though he's never reading it ever in his life. Yes, it's just like a Donald J. Trump, Trump stream of consciousness. And it's whatever is on his mind at 3 a.m., I'll read to you the, the last tweet that he wrote, which uh, begins with, Liz Cheney is a warmongering fool who has no business in Republican Party leadership. <laughs> I can't get, exactly I can't get through point. it. I can't get By through way, it. You, can't, you don't even have to. I already know the rest of the tweet. Is that Lush and Hara? If I, if I read that tweet, is that Lush and Hara? I, I, don't, I don't know. Is she, should we I, I don't bleep, know. Should we bleep her name? Yeah, I, I don't know. have to bleep her name out. We gotta we gotta brush up on our lashon hara halachas because uh, I don't know. But if you, if it is lashon hara, then I, I literally cannot read any of his tweets. Um, but yeah, I will I mean, say this: quite that's entertaining. That's his flavor, but that's his that's his whole persona. Yeah, but it's so entertaining. If you if you want to just relax, get a cigar, get a nice scotch, and you just want to chill and get some nice laughs, open this up and just start reading. Unless you hate him, 
as many of you may. <laughs> There's so many people that hate him. Yes, yes. And and it has nothing to do with being from, not from, you know, what side of the aisle you're on. He's just a polarizing figure. You either love him to death or you hate him like crazy. No one's yes. just parv on Donald J. Trump. <laughs> totally true. Totally true. I, personally, the last four years were the most entertaining. I mean, I'm not... I, you know, I'm usually obsessed with with podcasts and and news. I I don't care about news. I absolutely don't care about news. He's yeah, not there. Um, by the way, I have not sat through anything of like Joe Biden talks for like ten seconds and I'm out. Yeah, next, I'm next, out. next, next. I'm I can't out. listen to that. Well, he can't get through a sentence, so it's a it's little not even bit. That. I don't care. There's just no flavor to it. It's like blah 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 blah, and I'm not interested. Bye. I yes. have much better things to do than to hear you wax poetic about some budget crisis or border situation. Like, it's all super important. But you know what? You're just not delivering it to me in any way that interests me at all, which is what, <laughs> Absolutely what, what was, which is what the last administration did. I mean, you, Donald Trump gave a press conference. You're watching because you because I just want to see him like picking on reporters. Like, I don't know. I want to see what's his next outburst. hundred percent. He used to give it, he used to give press conferences. You could go to YouTube and look at the views of his press conferences and compare them to Biden's. And it's Biden's getting like 10% of what, you know, something yeah, ridiculous. Like, by the way, YouTube's is like, is like, YouTube is like mostly thumbs down. Yes. hundred percent. And by the way, it's, it's, it's painful to watch the Biden press conferences because he literally can't get through two sentences without flubbing something. It's mm -hmm. painful. You're cringing the whole time. We used to cringe with, with Trump also, but even though you cringed, you were, you know, you I'll had some honest, nice belly laughs. I would much rather they just turn around the teleprompter and let him just smile, you know, <laughs> and let the teleprompter roll. I'll read it. I'll read it. And That's a great, it's a great yeah. idea. You should, you should tweet that, you know, do you have any connection to, uh, to anyone in the administration? That would be, that would be great. But yeah, uh, if we can get some pull, we have. I know we have some Jewish people in government. I mean, come on, we got to be able to make that happen for sure. But I mean, it's not. It's not a good week for for right wing people. I mean, it's not just Trump. Uh, our other right wing uh, favorite person for some is uh, Netanyahu, and you see what's going on with uh, with elections in Israel, or the lack of elections, or the coalition. Well, no, he couldn't put together a government as I understand yeah. it, and now yeah. they've given it to Yair Lapid. They've given him twenty eight days to try to form. A government and I, I don't follow Israeli uh, politics that well. I think you follow it a lot more than I do. I mean, Lapid is he's the the anti-religious, right? I mean, he's like super. Yeah, I mean, it's a scary thing if 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 he would be like him as prime minister is a frightening thought. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it's completely left wing. Is he? You know, and they're pro stores being open on Shabbos and serving pork. I think they call it uh, basar lavan. In, in in Israel and that's not you know, that's not how just, that's not how Israelis more, they're, that's they're not how Israelis say it. Much more what do they how do Israelis say that? Basar Lavan. Ah, Basar here we go. Lavan. <laughs> Don't, that's what I like to eat on Shabbat. I go to the store, I get the bacon and the so, cheeseburger. So... <laughs> what it makes them feel less guilty by calling it Basar Lavan instead of saying like, no. Chazer? In America, they call it the other white meat. Right. Oh, that's true. That's true. No, but yeah, we call it pork. We call it ham. We call it, you know. But come on, I don't know. I remember commercials being like pork, the other white meat. Yes. Like, yes. I don't know. But, I can't relate, obviously. But they say pork, right? I, what I want to know, I, I was in, I was in Israel uh, about a year and a half ago before Corona. I don't remember ever seeing the word chazer anywhere. Does that word exist in Israel? Yeah, I don't. It's also very. Um, I feel like it's a very coarse name. 
Like, yes, think, but but that's like, the point. You won't even see, you won't see a restaurant. You want to say, "Hey, we serve pig." They don't. Right. No one writes that. Right? No, they'll say pork. There's we have stores here that it. say pork. We plenty pork of stores is say not pork. Pig. Chazir is pig. Uh, okay. Pork is not is not pig. I don't know what the Hebrew word for pork is. Is there a word for chaz chazarai? I don't know. The point is that I think they're just trying to make themselves feel better and less, you know, guilty. Because I think in in Jewish blood, in our blood, the word chazer is like. It's just it goes against it goes against every Jew. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think it's like kind of like a buzzword. Not a buzzword. Uh, what's the right? It's like a. Um, I don't know. It just evokes non-Jewish yes. emotion. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's on the Israel front and back to the American front. And I'm jumping around, but uh, I don't know if you saw Warren Buffett. Listen, this is gonna be. This is not gonna be the happiest podcast. That's that's all I got to tell you. Warren Buffett. Is signaling the alarm. Keep it real, man. You have to keep it have, real. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Go for I, I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to keep plowing ahead. Buffett, you know, we, we talked about it on this podcast before. He's signaling the alarm that inflation is here. Inflation, it spiked from like 1.7% in February to 2.6% in March. And if anyone doesn't understand what inflation is, it basically just means that if you were spending, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, Three dollars for 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 a carton of milk. It's now going to be you know four dollars, and and that goes for everything across everything that you buy. Which means that essentially the dollar, your your dollar, whatever money you have, is now worth less because you're going to be spending more on everything you buy. So that means every one of us right now is now has less money. You want to buy a Kit Kat instead of it being a dollar fifty, it's now going to be you know two dollars. And it doesn't sound like much, but when you Add that to everything in the entire supply chain. It just means that we all have less money. But speaking you of know, Kit Kat. You know, you're going to feel it. I'll tell you when you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it when you go to Israel and you want to do the exchange rate. And you'll be like, oh, we're, we are only giving you a 2.6. Like, what? Yep. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. But speaking of Kit Kats, it, I don't know how many people tried the uh, Kit Kat with ketchup that we tried. I hope hopefully, nobody. Hopefully I nobody. Hope nobody. <laughs> hopefully nobody. It was the but worst. Let us know. But speaking of Kit Kat, I had this weird thing that uh, it kept popping up, so I did a little research on it. So Kit Kat, I'm going to ask you right now, without without looking anything up, the wrapper of Kit Kat, what does it say? Just tell me what it says. Kit Kat, I don't know, give me a break. No, 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 just Kit Kat, right? But what does the logo look like? It's round. Spell it for me. K-I-T-K-A-T. Right. With a hyphen. It, with a hyphen, right? Exactly. That's what I said. As it turns out, there's no hyphen there. All right, whatever. No, it's not whatever because everybody says hyphen. So it turns out that this is called the Mandela effect. Okay? There's a term for it. And, I, and it's crazy because this everyone believes something that is just not true. I'll give you another one. You ready? You know, you know the Monopoly guy? You know the Monopoly guy? Yeah, with the mustache and the top hat. Right. What does he have on his eyes? Anything? A monocle. A monocle, right? He doesn't have a monocle. Well, why do I think he does then? How is <laughs> I that possible? Don't know. How is that possible? So there's theories about it. Like there's there's one crazy theory that this proves like the theory of parallel universes because how is it possible that everyone in the country will say but you want to bring a riot to to <laughs> parallel universes using the monopoly man? I've heard it all now. Now I've heard everything. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this is the craziest because everyone you will you will bet anything in the world that he has a monocle. And now that I told you he doesn't, you could Google it. He doesn't have a monocle, and apparently he never did. What? If you how is that yes, possible? Yes. Maybe he just has that monocle vibe, you know? I, like I, but does he have a pocket watch? Probably, because he's one of those dudes. I 
I don't even, maybe he does, but he doesn't have a monocle. But every, 10 out of 10 people say he has a monocle. But you could, you could Google it. You could look at the history. He never had a monocle. Okay, wrong. I just Googled it. Monopoly man. There's a guy with a monocle. One of them doesn't. One of them does. Read, read the article. It's probably saying the Mandela effect. He doesn't have a monocle. Yeah, click through. Don't be Hold afraid. On. Don't be afraid. Yeah, no monocle on any of these no, except no. one picture. Yes, because they're talking about the fact that everyone in the world thinks he has a monocle. It's the craziest thing. It's the most mind-blowing thing that there is. It's like someone went in and changed our reality because we all grew up with him. He had the monocle and now he doesn't. I'll give you another one. Peanut butter. You ready for peanut butter? Yeah. There's a peanut butter that starts with the letter J. Do you know what it is? Jif. Oh, okay. You are correct. What, 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 what else most is there? Most people say Jiffy. No? Yeah, no. I'm I, I, I had Jiffy in my brain. Okay. So that one's not as good. Some of them are, are not as crazy. I'll give you my personal. I only uh, know that because it's the same word as Jif the moving media sensation. Uh, yes, yes. Or GIF, as some people pronounce it. And those uh, people what's are, right? Those, pe you're, those you're people are wrong. Pro. What yes. is correct? Those people Is are wrong. Is it GIF or JIF? It's JIF. The inventor of it says it's JIF. So all you people, sorry. What? Wait, okay. what are you bringing as a riot to that? As the inventor of the format says that it's pronounced JIF. Yeah, so, 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 it's, so that's it's it. JIF. It's Almost JIF. like it's just now shut down. Correct. You heard right. it here first, people. Only on Kiddush Club podcast. That's right. That that Machlekes is done. But my personal favorite or my personal pet peeve is Yeshiva World. What is the URL for Yeshiva World? Go without checking anything. TheYeshivaWorld.com. Very good. See, it's it's I'm not Yeshiva you don't know World. What dealing with man, you don't know. <laughs> it's not Yeshiva World, and it's not Yeshiva with an H. It's TheYeshivaNoHWorld.com. And to me, that's the worst URL Wait, ever. Is that like brought in an article no. about the Mandela effect? <laughs> or this is just your own homemade Mandela effect? Because it's my own. I doubt my own. that they're global in that way. It's not. It's not. But yeah, to me. The world's not that big. Yeah, not yet. But you never know. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Uh, now, are we going to talk about Bill Gates? Because that's big news. Yeah. Yes, I think we should. All right. That's this week. He decided after I don't know how many years. How many years? I think 27. Yeah, 27. Correct. That's the right number. 27 years he's getting a divorce. Now, of course, like jokes are everywhere. Memes all over the place. You know, someone, while we're talking, someone just sent me a meme. If the two richest people in the world can't keep their wives happy, what chance do we have? <laughs> That's just now, like literally just drop down onto my screen. It's uh, so true. Uh, you know, there's... There's Musser from this. I don't have the Musser, you know, on what the are you tips of my about? fingers. Every, first of all, it's all over Twitter. But every Manal on the planet. See, Rabbi Sai, money doesn't make you happy. Yes. And it doesn't bring Shalom bias. Yeah. So, listen, you're right. It doesn't bring happiness. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be miserable, right, I'd much rather be luxuriously miserable <laughs> then fuck it in a uh, in a jacuzzi yeah <laughs> then uh then uh yeah on the streets exactly we retweeted um uh, another meme that was to the effect of oh the queen of england is suddenly single and all of a sudden <laughs> bill gates finds himself divorced interesting <laughs> that one really made me laugh yes that's why i retweeted it he would never marry the Queen of England because she, as we said previously, is going to live forever. 
and uh you know just the opposite he knows he'll be taken care of like till he dies that's true you know what i'm saying he knows he knows he's not by grandma it's like having right he's gonna have his grandma you know just always looking after him who wouldn't want that who wouldn't want that god bless all the grandmothers okay we are going a little long and we do want to bring on a special guest so our guest today is uh, an old friend of mine. His name's Adam Goldschmidt. By day, he is the practice partner at Pixify. But by night, he is someone who, I mean, I got to tell you, I don't know too many people who can do what he did. I'll tell you very quickly a quick story. So going back some some years, probably five or six years, uh, I didn't believe him that he he was a connoisseur, that the level of connoisseurship that he had. So what we did was we we actually tested him. We took five bottles of whiskey. I only remember some of them, but I know one of them was a Macallan. One of them was a Glenmorangie La Santa, I believe. One of them, I think, was a, a Glenfiddich 12. Uh, one of them, I think, was like a Livet 12. And the last one, I don't remember. Adam, do you remember what it was? I think it's Chivas. I want to say Chivas. It was in there. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. So what we did was we put them in a bunch of glasses. Then we blindfolded him, spun him around a bunch of times. We mixed up all the cups and we had him taste them blindfolded. You know, he couldn't tell from the color, couldn't tell anything. And he literally took a sip, put it down, thought about it for like five seconds, looked up and said, oh, well, that's the La Santa. Then he picked up the next one. He says, oh, that's the Fittick 12. And it, boom, boom, boom. One after the other, I could not believe my eyes because especially after I have a shot of anything, they all taste the same to me. I got to be honest. But oh, that's I, a that's a, a serious admission. I mean, you're basically saying you have zero expertise. Yes, I mean the first, you know, the first cut is the deepest, but after that first sip, I don't know, they start to taste the same. You remember that whole situation, Mr. Goldschmidt? Absolutely, I, I remember it well. I mean, you know, the the thing is that I will say to my lack of credit is that as you get through like two or three and you get lucky on the first two or three guesses, it's a little easier to get lucky on four and five. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I have a no, discerning palate. It. Yeah, I did. I, I nailed it. Um, I mean, there were some of those that were very, very obvious. Like I've always said, La Santa is the bourbon drinker's scotch for a reason, because it's a very dark, thick, sweet scotch. So I was able to pick up on that taste. And if I got that maybe a little later, maybe it would have been harder. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I pay attention to what goes in my mouth. You know, like I, I pay attention to what I drink. I like to enjoy the experience. I don't just drink to drink. I drink to enjoy drinking. Nice. So, well, I see, you know, well, I, I'm in 22. Our audience only hears us, but uh, we see each other. W- what are you drinking right now? I see you, you've got something over there. What is that? Right now I am drinking a beer called Above the Clouds, which is from the Equilibrium Brewery in Middletown, New York. So there's about, for those in the, the New York beer know, there's about four breweries in New York right now that are established as like, some of the best in the country. Um, really? Since this whole pandemic thing has started, I haven't bought beer retail um, in over a year. I, I basically have different mules that run out to the different breweries in and around the New York City area and pick it up fresh from the brewery and bring it to my door. Um, so there's one other half in, in Brooklyn. It's right through the tunnel, um, which is great. I, and can we, can I just, I just, I, yeah, I, yeah. I is there such a thing as a beer mule? <laughs> We, I, I invented I thought, it. This, I, I invented I it gonna, over the last year. We were going to let. I was like, all right, maybe slide. that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, don't so know. I have. I have a good <laughs> friend, a Sean. I have a good friend named Sean. He's he started it, and he's he's for lack of a better term, crazy. Um, I love him to death, but he, uh, you know, he works in Queens, so he works near Evil Twin and Finback, which are two of like those those that I was going to name. So he started just picking up for us and bringing it to us, and he comes home from work like on a Thursday night with like. 
10 cases of beer that he delivers around the neighborhood. So he's my mule. So hold up. Wow. Do you, does that mean you're paying a lot less than retail? I'm paying less than retail, but retail, I mean, retail is crazy on these beers. The way they sell them now, the microbreweries in New York for the IPAs that I drink usually sell them in four packs. Um, if you get it from the brewery, it's like $18 for the four pack. And then if you get it from a beer store, it's like 25. Um, so it's like four bucks a beer, five bucks a beer, but these are all like eight, 8% plus like alcohol. So it's heavier alcohol content. They're, they're big cans. No, no, no. They're 16 ounce cans. Yeah. They're pints. So, so you get big cans, big beer. It's worth it. Nice. So, so what, what's so special about this beer? Would you call it above the clouds? The one that I'm drinking now is called above the clouds. Uh, a lot of in the beer community, if there's ever a reference to clouds in the beer, a lot of the times that means it's a, a cloudy, hazy IPA. And more often than not, that's accomplished by adding lactose or milk sugar to the uh, to the beer uh, in the fermentation so it's a process. Dairy, is it a dairy product? It is. So I'm not going to psak halacha here, but from my discussions oh, with you my could, sources, You could go ahead and be ps- make a psak because sure. so we, we do every Kiddush time club, anyway. The Kiddush Club holds. Uh, it's treated <laughs> like dairy equipment because it's not actual milk. Um, it, it's milk that's, you know, it's, it's the sugar from the milk that's been extracted from the milk. Um, so it's not, it's considered like dairy equipment for that, for the purposes of kosher. So like you can't drink it while you're having a steak, but you can eat your steak and then have one of these afterwards, or you can have one before and then eat your steak. Absolutely. By the way, so it might be a deal breaker not to be able to have this beer with a burger. Well, by the way, he doesn't care about the lactose in the beer because he's a yucky, which means he waits about 10 minutes after he eats meat before he eats dairy. Whereas we wait six three hours, hours, but something like that. Okay, three hours, not much yeah. better. By the way, the that Dutch is a major the, perk. The, right, yeah. the Dutch they 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 wait one hour. Is it? I think it's one hour. One hour, one hour is the Dutch. The Germans were three hours. My sister actually just got married, and a heter from their new rov was that they follow her minhug for waiting between me, milk and meat. How what did is, he swing that? Wait, yeah. why I have, is he taking have, her last so, name? No, it's because they actually the the the, the chosen is not really 100% sure of their lineage. So they're like, listen, they've been doing six hours because that's the community minhug that where they lived for the last 20 years, but it's technically not a family minhug. So they could follow her family minhug because, you know, we're very strict yuckies, So Why don't they uh, just go Dutch at that point? Just go Dutch and wait an well, hour. I think it has, I mean, he didn't marry a Dutch girl. Some so I think source, if he would have right. married a Dutch girl, he could have gotten the, the head turn the other way. Could have gotten her, away but, with an hour. So yeah, he, only, he, he only got a German. So wait, so so you're Yeki. Do you guys speak like German and like in your house? No, Did you ever no, never? No, my grandparents did. My you know my my grandfather. Both my grandfathers were from Berlin. Um, they obviously spoke German. My one of my grandmothers was from Austria, so she spoke German. Um, so that was like the language they spoke, and we didn't want to know what was going on. But um, for the most part, I pick up on it like I could pick up on Yiddish. Like it's you know you hear certain is there, things. Is there a- is there a huge difference between Yiddish and German? No, I, I mean they're they're similar. You know, there's a little bit of I Polish f- and Russian in Yiddish also, but but German is probably the closest. I feel like most of it would be like the accent. Like I feel like German is a much harder harder accent, whereas Yiddish is a little softer. I mean, to me, German is just like a, a funny language. Like whenever I hear people talking German, it makes me laugh because it's so it's so dramatic. Yeah, it's so <laughs> dramatic that it's like it's like it's almost like they're acting. You know, yes. You know, there were times where I thought my grandparents were yelling at me when they were just asking me to pass the salt. <laughs> um, but you know, that's just the, the way it is. <laughs> Another interesting uh, little tidbit: when he was young, he was actually one of the members of Miami Boys Choir. Oh, yes. 
This is, is that correct. still around, by the way? Miami Boys Choir. They still are. Around? But uh, you know, like back then, it was Auburn Free, Mordecai and David, Miami Boys Choir, and then the, it was everyone else. Like now, it's well, more uh, clearly they're not more, in the more, top. More they're not in the yeah, top three because you're not Schwecky. there anymore. Right. Exactly. Because of all my my all of my 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 stardom that I brought. I was I wasn't like a nobody. I I had a bunch of solos, but I wasn't like I was never a star. Yeah. So the question I, that's been bugging me right now, as Miami Boys Choir alumnus, do you get a break? Like, do you get tickets? <laughs> do you get something? Like, tell me that there's some society for ex former Miami. I, I, Boys are you following? Choir. There's an there's an underlying underlying theme to our podcast, which is saving money, and that's just saving money. Jewish. That's just because yeah. we're Jewish. A little stereotypical, uh, but yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah, that's very stereotypical. Yeah, you I, I, that, yeah, but, I don't. I hate that. Like, you know, just you don't have to be a the, Jew. The you default thought cheap. pattern. Yeah, no, I like. Listen. I like. I, I like to. I want to like dispel that that theory because I don't think it's true. Maybe the no, old generation. True. Oh, all right. Maybe, we're smart. But, I think. I think it's a matter of being smart. It's a matter of like analyzing where your dollars are going, maybe, and and some people analyze it differently. Like, that's it. but I feel like it's just any decent consumer is going to say, "Hey, if I can, if it's free or if it's half the price, I mean, I'll, I'd, I'd rather put it in a drawer." Uh, I, I remember another uh, interesting tidbit about you, and I don't know if this is, uh, you know, not allowed. Go for it. Uh, can, yeah, I'm, I'm, no holds I'm, barred. I'm, yeah, yeah. Are you, you talking talk about, about anything? If I, yeah, I'll talk about anything. You know, I have no shame. Okay, so I mean, we—I've known for a while that you've battled a little. I don't know if, if there's a clinical term for it, but I know that you—you you sweat a lot, right? Like you, hyperhidrosis. Hyperhidrosis ah, okay. is the the actual medical depth term. Uh, oh, but okay. yes, I, I I am a Schwitzer, as they as as we like to say <laughs> where I come from. I don't have this problem anymore. It's been treated. Oh really? Um, after so many years you... and many many attempts, yeah, we finally about a year ago got approval for Botox in my armpits. And every three really? months I go to my dermatologist and wow. I get Botox, about 40 injections and in 20 into each armpit. It feels like mosquitoes are biting you and you know it and it sucks, but I do not sweat out of my armpits at all anymore. I haven't put on deodorant in over a year. I feel like you have like, probably have very young looking armpits. Is that how it, is that? Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they, look, they look very, very young right now. Not a, <laughs> not a wrinkle in them. I will say that when you do this, you definitely it's like sweat right after your injections, else. are you yeah, like yeah. walking around just like with your arms up? That's right. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I look I look when I hold up my arms like this, I look 20 years younger for sure. No, no, no. That's when the heads turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And it's dry as a bone. Soft. Yeah, it's great. Yes, now I shave it just to show you know, off. For the, the some lack reason of I like I imagine you like at some type of Sotheby's auction, and the minute you raise your hand, it's like, hmm, who is that? <laughs> who's that guy so, so they're literally <laughs> the such young looking armpits <laughs> how old are you <laughs> and it's armpits. all rich people by the way it's like it's like a rich person like hmm Jeeves get me his number yeah. you have, you have the a- armpits of a 25 year old <laughs> I couldn't nice. help but notice so what, what would happen if you were to Botox your whole body what happens then Whoa, that's the equivalent of tarring and feathering somebody. Like, that would yeah. probably kill me. That's like being <laughs> so tarred and feathered. Right. That, that was the whole thing. They would die. Yeah, I think that it's probably not advisable to do it everywhere. But, but uh, yeah, life-changing, life-changing stuff. Pretty cool. Excellent. So yeah. let's, circle, let's circle back around. I want to I talk a little bit more about alcohol. 
I, I switched from scotch to bourbon, by the way. We told my little uh, scotch exploit story before. Um, I, I decided about eight years ago that I was done with scotch. I, I pretty much exclusively drink bourbon at this point. But why? Um, what, was that, what was that about? Financial. Purely financial. It got to the point with scotch where I was like buying $60, $70 bottles and I was unimpressed with them. And then I would go buy the $80 bottle and I'm unimpressed with that. And then I find like the $25 bottle and I'm like, what's the difference? And I just said, like, this isn't my thing anymore with bourbon. It's like the other way around. Like if I have a friend who goes to Kentucky for work and he can come back and find me like a $9 bottle of bourbon that he found in a gas station there, like that's the best to me. Like screw cap, better. So uh, it's all about finding the cheapest bang for your buck with bourbon. Scotch, I feel like, is, uh, you know, like a it's a harder contact. find. You, are you trying to say that it's harder to find a an inexpensive good scotch versus an inexpensive good bourbon? Yes. That is exactly what I'm saying. I think there are some good scotches that are like inexpensive, like Glenlivet 12, Glenfiddich 12. Like there's nothing wrong with those, but they're just very basic. You know, there's nothing special to them. It's a single malt and that's about it. Um, but like that bottle still 35, 40 bucks, right? You can buy, right. you can buy a bottle of good bourbon for $22, you know, well, you know the example. right bottle. What's a, good, what's a good bourbon for 22 bucks? 22 bucks. Um, they put me on the spot. Um, there's one called J.R. Ewing that I like a lot. I usually get that for under 30. Um, J.R. Ewing? Like I, that like, was, I remember yeah. that from when I was a kid. Yep. I like uh, I like anything from, there's a distillery called Pinhook. They're usually like the mid-20s. It's usually like 25, 27, where I buy it at least. Um, I really but like their these, stuff are a these lot. Readily, are, are these readily available? Can I go to a liquor store and, and find these? Or not really? Depends on where your liquor store is and what their crowd is. If you go to Total Wine, which is like the biggest alcohol. You never, I don't, have you ever been to a Total Wine? No. Okay. So you guys, that if you've never been to Total Wine, it's honestly worth the schlep from wherever you are to Westbury, Long Island. Not Waterbury, but Westbury. Uh, if you if you drive out to Westbury, Long Island, there's only one of them in all of New York. Total Wine. It used to be a sports authority. So if you've ever been a sports authority, think of the size of what a sports authority Huge. store is like. Now imagine that filled with booze. Go there at 11:45. They open at noon. Go there at 11:45 and stand online with the 50 people outside waiting till they open, and it's like Disney World. And no, everyone's come just on. clapping. Yay! No, come go on. It's it like Black is, Friday is, every day. No, it's it's, it's a sports authority size liquor store. It's oh a warehouse. God. They have two rows Let's of go. bourbon. You must have hundreds of bourbons to choose from there. Going to Total Wine is like unlike anything you've experienced if you've never been to one before from like a liquor store perspective. It's crazy. How do, how do, and the how deals are great. Such a big store, though, you have to know what you want. If you don't well, know what you're looking for, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. I don't know. They all look the same to me. I have no idea how any of them taste. What am I going to why am I going to pick up if I didn't have this conversation with you? Why am I picking up a J.R. Ewing? I'm not. You're not, but you're going to go to the bourbon section and you're going to look and you're going to see there's 300 bottles there. 50 of them are under $30. And like, yeah, I'll just try one of those. Big deal. And then you find it and you're like, oh, this is really good. I'm going to keep drinking this now forever and ever and ever. Wow. So I, that's the point. You know? Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Oh, I, you got to go. We, we need to take a field trip to Total Wine and we need to do a podcast on location. So what about what about just the standard stuff? What about like Maker's Mark? Love Maker's. Like that's why I like bourbon is that you could drink a bottle of Maker's Mark. There's $23 right there. Yeah, you buy like a bottle Maker's of Maker's Mark. Mark, 23 bucks. It's totally fine. I remember they you did used, it pretty. To be a big, used to be a big fan of Blanton's. Not so easy to get Blanton's. these days. Blends, my favorite. I, if you gave me a bottle of Blends, like I'd love you right now. But it's it's impossible to get. Part of the reason why I liked it was bang for your buck. You can get a bottle of Blends. It used to be 40, 50 bucks. Like that was the price. Now, if you could even find it, you're paying 70, 80. And it's really not worth buying, but certainly worth drinking. Yeah. 
So, Adam, this has been very informative and fun as well. Uh, I really thank you. Sorry for all the outtakes. No, that's, that's fine. We we save it's them the for least that we have. Episode. So, uh, we're going to ask you to sing us out. If you're going to make me sing, at let at least let me pick the song. Okay, pick the at song. At least let me pick fair. the song. Right. I think Go that's fair. It. Go for it. Is this and and am I getting like royalties if if we get a lot of downloads Abs- here? Like, absolutely, absolutely. Right, fine. Uh, this is actually going to be all right. So I'm going to sing my, my, my probably my favorite Miami Boys Choir song of all time because it was the first song I had a solo in in concert. So here you go. It's an old school one uh, for for the 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 Altaheim. Uh, Kaberina Serena Sahamcha Sagavenu Tarenu Naira. That's it. That's all you're getting. I didn't warm up my vocal cords. I didn't Excellent. drink enough. Thank you. That, that was great. great. That was really all right. nice. That was that, is that, that was be a the bonus. opening song. Do I think that could be the opening? <laughs> you've been listening. I see you've been listening. You've been listening to a crappy version of Another Cough by Adam Goldschmidt. <laughs> Before we end the podcast, I, I want to do some shout outs and, you know, we get the breakdown of our listeners uh, by country. So I'm just going to like go through just some of the countries that we have listeners in. Obviously, United States, number one, a whole uh, bunch of listeners want to give a shout out to our listeners in Israel, to our listeners in Canada, to our listeners in the UK. Oddly enough, we have a bunch of listeners in Germany, Belgium, South Africa, Austria, wait, wait, wait. who would have guessed? We have listeners in Germany? Yeah, we have listen us in Germany. We love Kids Club. That's right. Me and my friend Bruno, we listen every week. <laughs> um, audience in South Africa, Austria, France, we love all you. By the way, the best of all of them is unknown, whoever you guys are. But shout out to all you guys. Keep listening. Spread the word to your friends, to your family. And if you're enjoying it, leave us a review, Apple Podcasts. And wherever you're listening, just keep doing it. And with that, we are out. No, I don't want to join your Kabbalah class in the mikvah. Get out. (laughs) That's going to make its way. (laughs) That's going to make its way onto the cast. I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> who else? I'm just telling you, the level of dysfunction is not to be believed. <laughs> I don't want to hear how many times you dip in the mikvah. I don't want to hear, bro. <laughs> oh, God.